Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with me, Charles Nixon and Kieran Kapoor. It's towards the end of the year and therefore we thought that we'd have a review of what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year and see how much of it we got wrong. Um, And we'll have a little bit of a look at uh, what we think might happen next year and we'll probably finish that one off uh, in the first show of the new year. Um, Good morning, Kieran. So, what did we get wrong? (laughs) Okay, so we went back to the very first Opinionated Marketers that we did in 2023, which was obviously back in January. And, um, well, we got a few things right. We actually started with a really nice upbeat um, story about um, the fact that the ozone layer was starting to be repaired. Um, And we were quite upbeat about the fact that, yes, it took seven years to get an agreement to ban CFCs. Um, chlorofluorocarbons, but we did as a, as humanity, and as a result, we, it now looks like the ozone will is starting to repair itself and will be fully repaired by 2040, which is a lovely piece of news. And you were saying very correctly that perhaps we needed the hype for awareness to raise the issues, but then we needed to avoid the doom and gloom. Yep. And we're talking just after COP28 has finished. <laughs> Yes, I think that's probably a very fair point, actually. Yeah, the, the amount of which you get the hype um, from different types of media as to what is going right and what is going wrong. Um, as, as long as you get, as uh, someone said, criticised from both sides, you know you're roughly getting it right. Um, and you could see that the fact, the reality is starting to settle in that for the future we will still need to use fossil fuels for quite a while um, as we wean ourselves off them. Um, And so it's a balancing act um, and you can't just stop using oil straight away. Um, From most poor people's uh, organisations perspective, um, it's a gradual evolution. The question is how quickly um, do we need to manage that? I mean, I think the other thing that we we actually looked at um, last time was the issue of pricing and uh, the whole issue of sales promotion, uh, shrinkflation, um, and whether or not things like buy now, pay later um, were going to become major trends, which they have indeed been. And the year has undoubtedly been the year of the pricing P, if you like. Um, And I think that may continue a little bit next year, but more likely, I think we're going to have to look at some of the other elements, such as distribution as well as uh, innovation in terms of products. But we'll come on to predictions for next year, I think next year, um, uh, the the pricing side of things, I think, was uh, a lot of hype, but there was also some sig- significant impacts on the consumer. There were, and and business to business, which then also ultimately tends to impact the consumer. But yes, I mean, the, um, shrinkflation definitely. There were stories about it in in the media. Um, I I talked about the rise of Klarna. Well, it's been very much the year of Klarna and the year of uh, buy now pay later. Um, the other thing we then led into that was talking about resilience of business, and that's clearly extremely important. Sadly, we are starting to see the rise of redundancies, certainly within the UK. Um, as a training provider, we're starting to see them amongst our own learners. They're starting to report that they either they have been made redundant or colleagues have been made redundant. So business resilience was something that you flagged was going to be a very big issue and really has become so. Yes, and I'm afraid I see that probably continuing. Uh, um, I'm not an economist in terms of predictiveness these days, but uh, the likelihood is that there will be sufficient um, 
pressure to maintain the level of interest rates, which will mean that companies who are the process at the moment of you know, just hanging on may well tip over. So there will be a continuing level of zombie companies going to the wall um, until the level of, in, of um, uh, unemployment means that the pressure comes off inflation and it continues to, to drop down to the somewhere near the Bank of England's actual primary target. Um, that will mean, of course, therefore, that there will continue to be pressures on uh, inflation in terms of uh, companies having difficulty in putting prices up. Um, some competitors will possibly go uh, bust. Um, but it means that there will be a pool of workers who are available to fill the, the, the gaps that many companies are beginning to find in their workforce uh, and having difficulty to recruit. So um, from a macroeconomic perspective, um, it's not all doom and gloom again, though in the short term it may well be a little pessimistic. Um, I think the other aspect that we discussed last uh, time was the issue of the Ukraine war continuing. Certainly so, shows no sign of ending. Um, and that plus the Middle East is beginning to resurrect the issue of supply chain problems um, and therefore the importance of resilience within corporations' supply chains. And um, I think that is going to be something that we talked about last year and will be, sorry, this year, at the beginning of this year and will continue into 2024. Yes, I mean, we are also starting to now see, of course, climate change is having an impact on um, supply chains. So the Red Sea is now, um, is it the Red Sea? Have I got the right geographic area? But we've got areas of the world where the shipping can no longer go uh, for two reasons. One, where you've got pirates or, or missiles coming at them. And secondly, you've got a completely separate issue where there's, there's just not enough water. It's not deep enough. Mm. Um, so we are starting to see climate change. Many um, farming areas have been hit with climate change. So it becoming difficult to get hold of things as, as um, strange as hazelnuts and uh, olives, um, it's just starting to have an impact. So yes, those supply chain issues are going to start, I think are going to increasingly be a problem. Yes, it's an interesting one that you mentioned. I'm not quite sure if it's what you had in mind, but the, it's the Panama Canal that's the, the really quite interesting one that wasn't coming out of anyone's prediction. It's because the Panama Canal is a freshwater canal and therefore requires its reservoirs to be full in order to be able to float ships. Well, the problem is there's been a drought in in uh, Panama and that particular area of say, Central America for quite a while. The reservoirs are low and therefore the result is that they can't um, operate the canal at full capacity. So if the Red Sea is blocked from the point of view of pirates and war and the um, Panama Canal is slow, then you know the world's uh, shipping is going to have a bit more of a torrid time. That will obviously put prices up and delay um, um, goods and services arriving. So I think, yes, um, resilience uh, again gets underlined for next year. I think the other thing that we talked about at the beginning of the year and will undoubtedly continue is the rise of AI, um, artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, in whatever shape or guise one wants to talk about it. Um, but it is something that um, we, I think, have talked about several times um, and we need to repeat, you know, experiment, experiment, experiment with it. Absolutely. Um, yes. Right at the beginning, we were talking about this chat GPT thing. I don't think we actually phrased it like that, but that was very much the way it was coming across as it was sort of it was a bit new and a bit exciting. And let's see. But we were both very upbeat about thinking about 
the ways it could be used, similar to that ozone issue. It's, you know, you see it as something that can be used and as a tool and try it and be upbeat about it rather than looking for all the downsides, though there are undoubtedly downsides. And I think the, the official term is putting guardrails around it. Mm, right, guardrails. Mm. That does sound very sort of Dickensian. Uh, don't let the children go too close to the uh, the operating machinery. Um, yes, I suppose that's 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 very true. Don't don't let people experiment. On the other hand, um, no, from a marketer's perspective, uh, I think it will have fairly large impacts in terms of automation of basic tasks, and I think that could be very good. If we don't take uh, advantage of it, it will take advantage of us because certain of the tasks require limited amount of creativity and they can be changed um, uh, and handled by robots. Um, uh, there is one other question thing that I was going to introduce. Uh, it was something I read yesterday, which I, I found quite interesting, was the rise of no advertising. Um, there's quite a large article in um, uh, The Economist, which is talking about the rise of social media um, subscription rates um, where you don't see advertising um, and how that may well in Europe certainly become um, a business model um, which social media and other platforms go to. And the result of which is that quite a few of the channels that we rely on for our advertising may well start to disappear. Um, and something we might want to flag up as something to look at for 2024. That's quite interesting, isn't it? And it comes on the back of um, Elon Musk complaining that advertisers are killing off X, um, mm -hmm. stroke Twitter, um, and calling out people like uh, Bob Igor, head of um, Disney, by name as to saying he's one of the people that's seeing the downturn of Twitter and its um, history will judge him. Um, I could imagine it might judge him for other things rather than whether it upset um, Elon Musk. But there we go. But yes, that's quite interesting because companies can flex advertising muscle. But also, if you take that away by having a subscription service, the, it changes the power dynamic. And I can see, yes, adverts have got rather annoying. There was a time when adverts used to be quite fun to watch. They're mm. not so much now. And they're very, very intrusive in um, many of the platforms that mm. we now use. Um, that if you are not subscribing and therefore have a free version, you know, you, you have to endure and it is an enduring aspect of, of adverts mm. which block your screen for quite a while. Um, and uh, I think mm. there is a significant number of people who possibly will find the utility in what it is that they are using the platform for and they will pay. Um, it's not going to be everybody, um, mm. but it will mean that the higher um, income groups um, will gradually remove themselves from those platforms. Um, and therefore, from a marketer's perspective, we need to find alternative means to target. Yes, that's going to be a very interesting one to watch. It is indeed. Um, I think that's probably most of what we discussed um, at the beginning of last year. Um, I don't actually have anything else either happy or gloomy to, to conclude. So in which case, I think I will wish everybody a Merry Christmas and see you in a prosperous new year. <laughs> Fantastic. Merry Christmas, everyone. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content. From Cambridge Marketing College.